Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups, quality handcrafted guitar pickups from the Motor City. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. And folks, if you're interested in supporting the No Sleep Till Sudbury podcast, it's super easy. Just go to patreon.com slash Brent Jensen music. Details are all there. All right. This week, my guest is someone that I worked with at the Awesome Music Project, a really cool organization that promotes direct connections between music and improved mental health. And his name is Chris Stamper. Stamper is a former marketing executive, but he's also a massive music fan. And I invited him to join me this week to talk about the role that music can play in staying positive and feeling better during tough times. An important and timely consideration these days. Here he is. Mr. Stamper, how are you, sir? It's been a long time. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. It's amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this chat. Uh, you and I have had some good ones in the past, and I haven't talked to you for a while. So I thought this would be uh, particularly timely, given what we're going to talk about today, being you know in COVID, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, getting closer, but still. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. So I, I wanted to have you on to, uh, to talk about what we're about to talk about here. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for having me on. I feel like I'm in honored company. I listen to so many past shows. And, you know, when you're in the same company as Honeymoon Suite and Rick Emmett and Christopher Ward, and, uh, you know, it's nice to be in such esteemed company. Well, you know, everybody's got, uh, everybody's got something to say, you know, as, as, as a music fan. Music has always played a massive role in your life. I know that. And you and I are big proponents of the fact that music has an ability to elicit an emotional response from people. And I, I think that really, in essence, that's what brought you and I both to the Awesome Music Project, where we work together. I've always believed that big music fans have almost a, an alternate language that we use when we meet each other. You know, it's like we're from the same tribe. It, like it allows you to, to connect more quickly and more significantly. Like you automatically cut through all of that introductory circular chat, you know, and just like get right to it. Right. It's just such a shared passion. You can go deeper. Like I know you and I, uh, one of the first things we connected on was the Waltons yeah. and having a conversation about like my tractor and just, you know, that throwback, that instantaneous connection where people go, oh, you love that? Yeah, I love that too. And it, it just builds from there. Exactly. So now in addition to the fact that you and I are buddies and we, we've had some great musical conversations like that, I wanted to have you on because of something that you recently did with the Awesome Music Project. The pandemic has been really difficult for a lot of people. Mental health and depression have been critical issues since all this began back, you know, March 2020. And you recently posted an article with AMP focused on the importance of having a positive mental attitude. You know, how, how that came to be with you when you were younger, you developed one early on in life, and how it's contributed to your career and your life successes. I thought it was really cool. And in this article, you correlate that PMA with music, more specifically with happy songs. So songs that immediately lift your spirits, they can be used to stay positive during trying times. And you shared your own happy songs. You've got five of them here. And when I read this, I just thought it would be really timely to have you on to talk about this stuff and share this playlist because, you know, hopefully listeners would be inspired to focus on their own happy music and create uh, maybe a playlist of their own. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that. And I think for me, if I, I think about it, the positive mental attitude part of my life did come into an early formation. I had an opportunity to attend a 
leadership seminar that was always about trying to focus on what a positive mental attitude can do and whether that's health, wellness, school, job, you know, life is trying. And so how do you put a, a positive spin on that? Now, what I'm also conscious of is listening to a song and having a positive attitude can't fix the ills that, you know, everybody faces. And there are very challenging circumstances and challenging times. But what I found for me personally is it's made a difference in how I approach things and trying to look on the positive side and stay positive through that. And it's a skill I, I've kind of taken with me and I try to impart on the people that I work with or the friends that I have. And, you know, I get a lot of good feedback about, you know, hey, wow, you've got a positive energy and a positive vibe. And it's not easy. Every day's got its challenges. But I think overall, that's the lean I, I, I tried to rely on. And that's the approach I tried to take. Yeah, no, it, and I tip my hat to you. I think it was fantastic. Yeah. And so when we got together with the Awesome Music Project, you and I both gravitated to it because it was an opportunity to kind of partner our love of music with a shared love of trying to help people and find ways to help people. And I think what AMP is doing is monumental in driving to a vision of where music therapy could be recognized, the power of music to heal, uh, and the things that, you know, a lot of us feel when we turn on a song and it just brightens our day intuitively you know that there's science behind that and that's what i think the awesome music project is trying to do i think what's equally important is that a, a happy song for me may not be a happy song for you and so what are your happy songs and helping people understand their unique happy songs and the songs that make a difference for them and then you know building from that and relying on those to help stimulate that positive energy that can sometimes carry you through some difficult times and the pandemic is the best example, story after story after story of cooped up, locked up, no social interaction, difficult work conditions, not working. There's a lot of stressors in people's lives right now. And I, I thought that, you know, as we're coming out of where we've been in the pandemic, you know, this is a bit of a, a ray of sunshine on the other side uh, to help us drive through to the finish line and hopefully see this thing behind us. Totally. I totally agree with you. Well said. So now I have got your list of your happy songs here. So let's go through these. All right. So you start off with the Rolling Stones, Start Me Up. I do. So I am a, I, I, I have to admit, I am a diehard lifelong Stones fan. Mm -hmm. Tattoo You was kind of that, you know, first formative album. I was 11 years old <laughs> when it came out in 81. And I had it on cassette in a Walkman, and I swear, I still have the cassette, actually. It squeaks. It was overplayed so much. But that entire album, you know, really grounded me, and, and I still, it's still on my top 10 list of albums to this day. Uh, and for true Stones fans, they would think that's sacrilegious because it's not Let It Bleed, Exile, or any of the other albums from the 70s. But mm -hmm. And the song is just, it always makes me tap my toe. It just soon as that opening guitar riff and then that pounding drum beat, you know, you're right deep into a song. And of course it has hand claps and we all know the difference that hand claps can make. So mm -hmm. yeah, it would have been uh, one of, one of my all time favorite songs, probably my favorite stone song, to be honest. Oh, wow. Really? I, I know, which is a very, very hot take on that front. So, well, you know, it's a, but, but you know what? I mean, the stones have such a massive catalog that's just right, rich right. with great material. So, you know yeah you know hey um beast of burden and brown sugar and moonlight mile are all right mm. up there and 
uh, Sweet Virginia, like I could go on forever about the Stones. It was actually uh, the funny thing about that 81 tour was I, I thought it would be a good idea for me and my 14-year-old brother to go to Detroit to see the Stones in concert. <laughs> and my mom didn't think sending an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old to Detroit in the 80s was such a good idea. No so uh, I was not allowed to go. So I didn't see them until Steel Wheels uh, when they came back and, and toured was them. It like 89 or something, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Probably a good yeah. thing you didn't go. <laughs> I think so. I, I think in hindsight, it was a good thing. Although I, I didn't put Kiss on the list. That was my first concert and I was nine. So, uh, you know, but my, I had a chaperone at the time. So there you wow. go. Wow. What, uh, what year would that have been? 77. Oh. Kiss and Cheap Tricks. Oh, you told live me at that. The, yeah. Live at the Pontiac Silverdome. That's right. Oh, I wow. Know. Really? An insane double bill. Oh, no kidding. How's Detroit Rock yeah. City? Exactly. That must exactly. Have blown the roof oh, off the place. It, the people were going crazy. It oh. was incredible. Wow. You know, getting back to the Rolling Stones here, Tattoo You is very unique in the sense that I actually really, really like that album, you know, despite the fact that it's like much later in their catalog. And the Stones, like I said, the Stones have like, you know, so many great records, but they've got you know, so many periods, right? They had the psychedelic period. Yeah. They had that yep. great run. And for me to to like Tattoo You as much as I do, being like so far into their career to me is very yeah. unique. But it's, it, I love that record. It's a great summertime listen, I find. It is. And, and you know, we were out at a club one night and uh, just a small local bar and there's a band, you know, a local band playing and all of a sudden they they dive into slave as their warm up oh, song. I love that and song. I, I just about lost my mind. I had to go up to them after and I said, I, you recognize you're playing slave, right? And they say, yeah, best warm up song ever for a band. Cause it's got all of the different beats going through it. Yeah. But you know, I, I think you and I like it and gravitate to, cause it's a collection of material from previous sessions, like some girls, black and blue things that they dug out of the vaults, mm -hmm. dusted off and compiled. And I actually like, for us older generation, side A, which is the rockers, mm -hmm. and side B, which is the mellow stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I like the duality of the album quite a bit. Yeah, you just yeah. reminded me of another uh, of another album that's like that, which is uh, Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. Trampled Underfoot's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, a lot of those tunes are you know holdovers. Well, and an, a very interesting connection that you are probably aware of: the album cover of Physical Graffiti. Mm -hmm is the same building that Mick Jagger stands on the doorsteps in New York City yeah. at the beginning of the Waiting on a Friend video. That's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that funny? I know. I, I, I went to New York. I put my picture. I stood on that block, leaned against the building, and <laughs> had my wife take my picture so I could say that I was there. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, but St. Mark's Bar and Grill is no longer, so we can't go down and hang out with Keith and Ronnie at the end of the Boo. street. Boo. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll figure out something else to do. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The Go-Go's is next. Our lips are sealed. Is there a happier band, I ask you, than the Go-Go's? I don't think so. And how exciting is it they're finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm -hmm. after all these years? Yeah. So overdue. You know, you've got an all-female band that writes, produces, records, every, and plays every instrument on every song. Yes. Uh, and they can't get the credit that they deserve. So I, I'm a big Go-Go's fan. And you had an amazing session with the Go-Go's. What about a month ago, I guess, two months ago, maybe. Yeah, Kathy Valentine, fantastic yeah. guest. Amazing. Great woman. So amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. This is a good tune, man. They have a lot of great songs. 
Yeah, I, they 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 really do. And you know, there's a I actually have a couple on the playlist by the Go Go's. I've got uh, Head Over Heels is another one that's on the Happy Song playlist, which is another great song. And and I know people go to We Got the Beat, but I I just kind of like. I like the lyrics of Our Lips Are Sealed and I like what they're trying to say. And, and, and I just, it is a positive song. It's got a lot of good energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great melodies. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, Head Over Heels is my favorite Go-Go's tune, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. Well, it's on the playlist, so uh, you'll, you'll be tapping along as well. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of hand claps, that bizarrely placed hand clap on the, I know. the fifth beat, right? Yeah, And you can never, you know, no matter how many times you're in the car <laughs> or cutting the lawn or fishing or whatever you're doing, and you try to time that hand clap perfectly, you can never get it just right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. I, I, I was trying it on the weekend and I just, every time you just, you have a beat off. It's I know. Very frustrating. It, it is. It is really funny to do, like just to, to try to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what, what I, I'm looking forward to seeing them and uh, at the induction ceremony and seeing what they play, mm-hmm. which I think will be interesting to see out of that broad catalog, what they pick. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yep. Uh, Bill Withers is next with lovely day. I, I love Bill Withers. I love everything about Bill Withers. I love, you know, his voice, the soul, just the artistry, the passion and everything that, you know, he brings to music has been so exceptional. And, what a better way to look at something than saying lovely day. It's a lovely day, lovely day. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it's almost, it's it's like, it's a choice, right. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm going to believe. This is how I'm going to approach it. This is what it is. And, and off we go. It's a lovely day. Exactly. You know, you know, and all the, from the beginning, right. When I wake up in the morning, love sunshine in my eyes, you know, you just say, it, it just paints such a great picture of what he, he, he sings about and what he sings for. But, you know, he's got, you know, Ain't No Sunshine, it's different, totally different approach. Lean on me, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, Just the Two of Us, that's another great Bill Withers song. But for me, Lovely Day is probably the best. Well, and the interesting thing, I like, of course, you know Bill Withers and you know uh, Lean on Me and you know Just the Two of Us. And right. Mm-hmm. But I actually came into him heavy because of a cover that Mick Jagger did with Lenny Kravitz on one of Mick's solo albums of Use Me. Yes. Yeah. What is that record called? It's got a blue cover and it's him sitting on a bed. Uh, Wandering Spirit. That's it. That's a great, great record. Came out in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's really good. And even Got Us in the Doorway is a good album. His next one or his kind of last solo one. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I kind of came to kind of dig deep into the back catalog of uh, Bill Withers. Wow. Well, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, the generational music of covers is the stuff that you pick up on and that you didn't know and you go, God, that's a really great song. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Hey, they've got another 50,000 great songs that I didn't even know about. Oh, that's the best is when you start digging into somebody's catalog like that. Oh, exactly. And finding the gold that wasn't a hit, you know? Yeah. My, my son's a massive Beatles fan and he plays songs for me that I didn't even know existed by the Beatles. They're so deep into the catalog, but that's the breadth of some of those bands, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I always encourage people to do that. Like dig into the records. Don't just go through the greatest hits records. Like go into the, the studio albums and just find track seven. Cause you know, exactly. Yeah. That, that's where the gems really are. And exactly. you see the influences. And then, you know, it's like, 
Grand Parsons, you go, okay, well, I didn't know about Grand Parsons, but you listen to the Stones, you find out about Grand Parsons, and you dig deep into Grand Parsons, you know, catalog. It's it's yeah. that sort of, yeah. you know, serendipitous nature of music. It's like thumbing through vinyl at a record store. You kind of find a hidden gem every once in a while. It's true, and that's a nice feeling, man. Very nice. All right, speaking of the Beatles, eight days a week. Yep, I I I love the Beatles, and but I love the Stones more. I guess is what a a Stones versus Beatles person would say, mm -hmm. but there's no denying the impact and energy of the Beatles. And this is the, I think their hand clappiest hand clap song that they have. <laughs> uh, but, but it also speaks to the power of putting it out there, right? The, you know, I, how I would love you every day, eight days a week, you know, talk about a positive attitude. I'm, I'm so in love. I can do more than seven. I'll do eight. Mm -hmm. uh, but to me, it, it just, sends a lot of, of positive mojo and energy uh, when you listen to that song. And it is probably one of the biggest toe tappers on the list. Yeah, definitely. Well, Katrina and the Waves next, Walking on Sunshine is probably the biggest toe tapper. I think so, right? Yeah. It, and it was one of the things, it's funny, what got me started on the whole concept of happy songs, ironically, was I was listening to Something So Strong by Crowded House. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we were we were in the car, and my wife and I, and we were listening. And I said, you know, that's a really happy song. And then I started thinking about, well, what what makes a happy song? What are other happy songs? And you know, there were quite a few. Like uh, for me, "Rome" by the B52s is a happy song. Yep. Wake me up before you go go, and you know, you'll see on the playlist, it's pretty eclectic. It goes from you know, the Beach Boys to the Beatles to Bill Withers to Prince to Madonna. So it's kind of well, the Archies. It's a wide ranging list of music. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the ultimate happy song, Walking on Sunshine has to be the one. You oh, know, yeah. it's, I think it's even happier than Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry, be happy because it's just got the energy. And for me, it's all about the energy. That's what helps drive a positive mental attitude forward and helps you stay positive in the things you're trying to do is getting that sense of energy and that sense of drive. And, and that song really does it. You know, what's absolutely ridiculous about what you just said. I had that same conversation with myself when I was looking at your song list and I said, walking on sunshine is literally probably the happiest song ever. And then I said, and I thought to myself, like, so what could beat it? And like, technically, by definition, you know, you think about Bobby McFerrin, right? Don't worry, be happy. Right. But then I thought it, the tempo is not there. It's not it's really, not. you know what I mean? So I, I thought that exact same thing. That's so funny yeah. that you just said that. I, I actually didn't put it on the list <laughs> because, because to me, although it's, it talks a lot about being happy and, and it is, it's a happy song, mm -hmm. but for me, and maybe I like the, the, the rockers, I, I like, like the energy that you get from, yeah. you know, you know, when you're, you're doing a tedious chore and you put on some good music and it pumps you up and you, everything seems to be a little easier, uh, a little less monotonous and a little more fun. And that's what I think uh, walking on sunshine does whenever you hear it, it just immediately sits you up and says, Oh, you know what? Let's keep, let's get going. This is good. Yeah. I completely agree. My song like that is by Madness, Our House. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's just impossible yep. to be in a bad mood when you put that song Exactly. On, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what, what's another one of your happy songs? Um, that's probably the biggest one. You know, I, a lot of 80s songs. Yeah. Like um, some Level 42, maybe something about you. Uh, 
perfect way, scritty politty, right? Like I'm getting really obscure yeah. now, but yeah, like, no, no. But, hey, I know scritty politty. You and I could go on '80s CanCon for a long time too, as well. <laughs> the '80s songs, and I was thinking about this the other day while I was driving. The '80s songs were just built that way. Um, There's a lot of prosperity. People exactly. Were just, Good decade. People were energized, right? Yeah. There was just this huge focus on happiness and, yeah. and energy. And, uh, you know, so much great music came from that in that sense. Yeah, I, I, I very much agree with you. I was also thinking about hand claps. You got me thinking about that. What are some hand clap songs like uh, My Best Friend's Girl by yeah. The Cars? By The Cars, yep. Um, and then Take the Money and Run by yep. Steve Another Miller Band where he does that yep. like, you know, five clap. Yeah. Hurt So Good is another one. Yep. Uh, another great one. Bang a Gong, T-Rex. Yep. This, Even loads, the Power right? Station version. Yes. But you're right. Like hey, the, the hand claps contribute to um, the feel good aspect of the song for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, it engages you. It makes you want to clap along. And, and that's the, the fun part of it. Totally. Especially take the money and run because you collapse five times in a row. Exactly. And you can't not do it when you hear it. No. Well, <laughs> hey, it's no different than the Rembrandts and the theme from Friends, I'll be there for you. It's very exactly. hard not to do that clap, that hand clap part. Totally. Yeah, totally. Well, sir, that is your list. And uh, I feel like we could go on for another five hours about this. I think we could. But uh, <laughs> hope, hopefully it inspires people to uh, think of their happy song and... Uh, we're going to post the articles uh, available on the Awesome Music Project website. So uh, I'd love to, uh, for people to go and drop in their happy song and the song that makes them tap their toes, gets their feet moving, and puts a little energy into their day. Perfect. Yes. Uh, th- and that was why, you know, I wanted to to have you on to see if we could kind of lift spirits and, and bolster moods because uh, we're close and we're getting closer. But it's been a long time. and um, It's been a long haul for everybody. Yeah. And uh, hopefully this is just one step along the way. Yeah. Your appearance was very timely, sir. Brent, I can't say thank you enough. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure I, for uh, sure. Like yeah. I said, I, I feel honored to be included. Yeah. Hey, hang on. Stay on. I'm just going to wrap the show up. Yep. So this has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Mr. Chris Stamper. Until next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. <laughs>